100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good morning. Welcome to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. I'm your host, Tony Richards. We'd like to thank FNM Bank for their sponsorship of this program every week. And FNM Bank is located at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard, also at myfmbank.com. And our guest this morning, first guest, we've got two guests today. First guest is Jim Waters. Jim is the uh, uh, Hendersonville Ward 6 Alderman. And Jim, welcome to the program. Thank you, Tony. Glad to be here. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Great day. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this uh, Friday, and it's beautiful out, and the uh, weekend's supposed to be good. So Beautiful sunshine. Yeah, we deserve it. We do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little rough this spring. <laughs> Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, well, um, why don't we uh, just talk a little bit about yourself. You've been around the block a little bit, and uh, tell us where you're from. And Okay, glad to. Uh, I was born in... Uh, Nashville, East Nashville. I was raised in East Nashville. Went to school in East Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, joined the military at, at a young age. What service? Army. All right. So proud of the Army. So yeah. proud of it. Uh, served nine years. I served uh, four years inactive and five years active duty. So you were almost a career guy. Almost. almost. And I look back now and I want to smack myself for <laughs> For not staying Just in. Just another 11 years. and <laughs> I had it made. Yeah, you did. At a young fella, I tell you. <laughs> um, but so I do where, a lot. Where did you serve? Did, I, I was in, uh, I served three years in Germany, in Europe, mm-hmm. across Europe. I was in during the Korean conflict. Okay. I was in during that, mm-hmm. which makes it more important to me when I see a veteran on the street. Right. When I see a veteran at lunch. I got to shake his hand. Right, it means so much to me. Is that has that changed in the last couple of years? Is it is it just that you're you're more, you know, I, I don't know if you're like me. The older you get, you get a little more emotional. You get a little more looking back, saying, "Gosh, you know, that was a real honor to do that." I do, I do. Uh, I think the social media out here today, I don't know whether they respect our veterans like we did ten years ago or not. Mm-hmm. I, I hope we don't. I hope everybody feels like I do, because they deserve everything that we can give them, mm-hmm. whether it's a handshake or glad to see you or anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's so important. It is to me. Somebody, if if I if I've got my cap on or my shirt on, it shows I'm a veteran. I appreciate it. Somebody mm-hmm. come up and thank me for my service. It's so really, when you were doing your service, and even in Germany, did you have family with you then? Did no, you? I was not married. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I get to that. I, I met my wife before I went into service. We was just childhood sweethearts, and uh, uh, like I said, I went went and joined the service. I was gone at that time, but when I came back, she was still here. She was still waiting. Really? Uh, yeah, we we corresponded back and forth and back and forth, and uh, it was just uh, it was just a godsend that you know yeah. we get together. She probably knew right away then. Well, so, she's uh, going to wait that long. So we we have. Uh, Two wonderful children. We have a, a daughter who's a nurse in uh, near Mobile, Alabama, and our son Terry. Our daughter's named Tammy, and our son's named Terry. Terry lives in Hermitage. We have three granddaughters. 
they all married, and we have four great grandsons. Wow! And uh, I may not look it, Tony, but we've been married sixty-four years. Coming this November, even so, after nine years in the service. After 60, my goodness, we've been married sixty-four years. This coming November, so that makes so you I got about married. fifty-eight, doesn't it? I, that's right. <laughs> so she raised me like she wanted to, Tony. And God bless her. She's been a she's been a partner. She's she's been so wonderful to me. Um, my professional career, when I got home from the service, I, I just, we, we didn't do much of anything after we got married, but just, you know, we took our time. And then I wanted to get into the insurance adjusting business. Mm-hmm. So I went to several schools to learn how to adjust claims like an automobile wreck or maybe a, a homeowner's fire loss or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to get into. So uh, I went to three different schools and, uh, we opened our company as a family-owned uh, operation. Uh, so you went on your own? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. I did. I just stepped out. You know, uh, you you, you got to step out on faith if you mm-hmm. if you want to really work and make it make it happen. So we opened our uh, office in uh, 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 in Nashville. We had uh, one room. We had two employees. And then uh, we had two companies. We started out with two companies. And what happens, insurance companies out of state, but they write in Tennessee. So they don't have a claims office in, in oh, middle Tennessee. So okay. they use what we call independent adjusters. Yeah. So that's what we were. So I see. So it, you worked for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because in, we started out with two companies. 23 years later, when we sold the company, we had 18 companies. <laughs> And we had 15 employees, so God was good to us. We grew mm-hmm. by leaps and bounds. Well, you and, must have did a good job, too. Well, you know. they did. The employees yeah. did. We, we had a magnificent bunch of adjusters who knew how to handle claims, how to be respectful. How, how long be, did it take you before you kind of got the hang of that? You, you knew it. You were pretty confident you knew what you were doing. I'd say a good year, maybe yeah. two. I mean, yeah. it's something you've and got. And then as you grew, then you brought people on. You could show them the, the ropes. Once and we grew yeah. and we had more than we could handle, we knew it's time to step out and hire more people. And the people we hired came from reputable companies. I mean, they knew what they were doing. We trained them our way mm-hmm. for about six weeks. Yeah. Then they was gone. So that, that was a blessing right there. Um <clears throat> I became involved in politics, and I know we, we don't want to talk about politics too much, but mm-hmm. being an alderman in Ward 6, I wonder, uh, I got involved, uh, I don't know, I, I just, I love to help people. I think the Army taught me that, and I know our profession of being in the insurance business, that really taught me how to help people. Right. You know, if, if you need something, that was what we was there for, to help you get back on your feet in the, in the insurance business. An alderman like we are, we're here to help you. My constituents in Ward 6, if they have a problem, they call me. Mm-hmm. If they have a complaint, they call me. Well, doing insurance for that long had to get, you know, everybody in town had to know you. Well, uh, so that is, you know, and, and being in the service, you know, clearly that was sort of in your blood that you wanted to help people. And when did you think about Getting into the politics thing. I've uh, been in, uh, started really thinking about it 12 years ago. Um, we've lived in Hensonville for 42 years, and um, same location. Hensonville is a wonderful city. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I, I started paying attention, started watching 
going to the what we call BOMA meetings and uh, listening. And I got involved about 12 years ago. I'm on my second term. I'll be, I'll be finishing eight years. Uh, and yes, to answer your question, I do want to run again <laughs> this year. So, Well, uh, that saves me from asking that question. <laughs> I do want to run. And, uh, you know, if my people in Ward 6 feel like I've done a decent job, uh, I, well, I suppose you wouldn't do it unless you felt you could still contribute something. You know, I think so we, I think you know, there's a, a lot going on. We've got a lot going on. We've got a lot we need to do, uh, Tony. And this town is it's like any of our small, not small, but adjoining cities around mm-hmm. like Gallatin, White House, Franklin. Well, there's a lot of choices, a lot of good choices for, for people that want to be around Nashville but don't want to live in the middle of it all. That's right. <clears throat> what we've got to start working on and and i think we've already started because we have a wonderful economic developer person that's, that does this but we need to entertain large uh corporations to come to hendersonville you know gallatin is booming mm-hmm. what they got the the gun company that came in right. that's what we need in hendersonville yeah. we, we have we've got the residential We've got the and lots of small businesses. We've got a, homes. We've got a lot of small business, mm-hmm. uh, but we need a large corporation. Do we have anything like that? I no, mean, sir. Just, no, sir. We don't. That's unusual for how big we are. It, uh, at least in Hendersonville, Gallatin. You know, they've got the Gap DC. They've got uh, Beretta. They've got you know a lot of a lot of great things in Gallatin here. And um, but they got some space. You know, they got a little more space. They do. That's. That's our limit right there. That's what's yeah. holding us back. It's, so how can you redevelop the, that stuff? Do you guys have sort of a master plan, or is we, it just out hustling business? We have a wonderful planning department. Uh, they're working every day along with our economic development and our mayor and our, uh, our staff people. We just need more property. Yeah, it's hard to sort of undo something that had been something else for a long mm-hmm. period of yeah. time. That's you, all. You know, Commercially, in my opinion, we've got to con- contract and we've got to get as many large corporations as we can to come to Hendersonville t- to keep the employment in our city growing mm-hmm. with the population. You know, our population mm-hmm. is growing, but our, our commercial growth is not growing when it comes to large corporations. Yes, we have a lot of small companies but you you know as well as i do tony there's so many people that live in hensville work in gallatin yeah. uh, work in nashville excuse me yeah, or gallatin or yeah. gallatin yes mm-hmm. and and we're losing that that mainstream right there so my goal and if if i'm fortunate enough to be reelected, is to keep working with planning keep working with our economic developer and let's try to get a large corporate come in and hire. Sometimes it only takes one to get the ball, the snowball going. Absolutely. They're like, oh, well, we're here, and they're treating us well, and hey, you know. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And I know, but I know Gallatin's really working on a lot of that, too. And they've got, they, you know, they've they got a definite plan, and that plan is coming into play, whether it's, you know, the airport or the new data centers and things like that they're doing, doing and, up there. And, you know, we're about to take a new census uh, coming up here. And we could, Hensonville could be at 61,000. That's amazing. I just can't even believe it. 61,000. Well, we moved here 40-something years ago. 
3,000, 4,000. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to come back. We're at our first break, Jim. Uh, we're talking with Jim Waters, the Ward 6 Alderman for Hendersonville. And we're going to come back with more on Sumner County Spotlight in just a moment. We are back at Sumner County Spotlight this morning with Jim Waters. He's the Hendersonville Ward 6 Alderman. And, Jim, uh, we were kind of just talking about, you know, it would be great to have a couple of large companies in the Hendersonville area. Sumner uh, still booming all the way up to Portland, even north of there, even. Uh, so, you know, what is that hook? What are what are some things that Hendersonville can do, or are they even really thinking about it? That's a good question, Tony. Um, personally, I think Hendersonville is full of all the residential growth that we need right now. We've got people moving here every day. We've got subdivisions going up every day for residential, townhomes, mm-hmm. condos, family homes. What we need, and I'm 100% for it, is commercial. Commercial. Mm-hmm. We've got to offset. Not, resi- not retail. You're not, talking commercial. Yeah, uh, commercial. Yeah. Manufacturing, Manufacturing. Uh, well, just take, for example, in a, in a joining county, uh, Toyota's down there. Uh, look at Honda and Gallatin. Look at those places. Mm-hmm. We need people, like, companies like that, to come to Hendersonville and hire local people. We've got the people moving here every day, and and they're not thrilled about driving to Nashville anyway. No, and driving. But at, if there's not a job here for them, then they move here. They either get transferred here, or they now. <clears throat> I think I mentioned earlier, veterans. We've got 15 families of veterans in Durham Farms right now. They've retired from the military. They've moved here because of where they live is taxes and so forth and so mm-hmm. on. They retired, but yet they have a family that comes with them. They work. They're working. They're working in Nashville. You know, like children, their children. They, they're working in Nashville because we don't have the the capacity to draw people into employment at the, at the wages that they're paying mm-hmm. these little these it, little merchants and, and i'm not knocking the, the small guy we all got to make a living sure but there comes a time when we've got to step out on faith and say hey we need some large corporation to come here it pays a good hourly salary let's keep our people in hendersonville they don't need to be going to nashville driving that traffic bypass down 65 yeah that's but that's on a job they have right and i think if there were more opportunities i think it wouldn't take much at all for them to not drive down to nashville um so is there a sort of a has anybody thought of for hendersonville in particular a big vision um what we call them BHAGs, big hairy audacious goals where you sort of kind of erase the chalkboard and start over and have somebody that can, um, you know, cheerlead that vision and... and Good question. I think, and I think I said earlier, we have a fantastic planning director. He, he's he got vision for the future of Hendersonville, changing the zoning, changing different aspects of developments coming in here. And I can't hardly wait till he gets it completed so we can look at it. But we need we need to erase what's in the past. Yeah, I mean, 
It was a little family. And that's what's cool because, you know, you're probably more one of the senior members on this. <laughs> Amen. But Amen. here you are saying, look, you know, there's more opportunity in the windshield than there is in the rearview mirror. So. <clears throat> It, it's always going to be City by the Lake. We, we're not going to race that. But the little small town name, Hendersonville, that's got to go. Mm-hmm. We've got to wake up here. We're still City by the Lake, but we can contract and we can get invitate these large companies, mm-hmm. by letting them come in and see what we have. If we have the, the, the property that some of these corporations require, say that's our problem. Do you think you would have gotten some already if we had had the space? Because I'm sure they've snooped around. I mean, oh yes, yes. We've, we've. I think we've been blessed with, with, with the person, people coming in here. And I, I, I want to say this, back to our economic developer. He's working with not only Gallatin people, Nashville people. He's reaching out to different cities, working with those developers, and they, they get together, and they. Right, they, right. They meet ever so often. Well, first, let's get them to Sumner. And then where they land, that's okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we want them here in Sumner County, right. Hendersonville. That's right. Yeah. So, well, and there's still plenty of uh, opportunities out there, I'm assuming, of companies that are looking to, to relocate. <clears throat> I, don't, don't, I don't know that, Tony. Uh, I don't get involved in the, his job. Uh, he's doing a good job. He does report to the to the board mm-hmm. uh, wh- what's going on. But uh, I think I said earlier, we just need more more land. We need more property because some of these people it blows your mind. They want forty five hundred five thousand square feet of space. They want ten, fifteen, twenty acres. Mm-hmm. They're, they're big corporations. Which and is kind of hard to come by in we Hendersonville. Don't, we don't have it here. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So that's one of the challenges. What are some of the uh, what are some of the exciting things that we uh, we're, we are working on for Hendersonville right now? Exciting things. <clears throat> oh, man. We could <laughs> talk all. Lot, you got a lot going on your plate. You got people coming here whether you like it or not. So. Well, I, I'm just, I'm tickled to death that they're coming to Hendersonville. And, and, and we, we're going to, we're going to solve the mystery. We, we're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've got one place that I'm I'm working for in in Ward Six, as a, a growth at the at Glenbrook Shopping Center. Uh, you know, that kind of goes back into the back there. That goes up then, towards the apartments on at Andrew Run. Right. You know, that's an ideal location for a big commercial, not residential commercial, mm-hmm. that would come in here. That that's a that's a big spot of land right there on yeah, the corner. How many acres do you think? I, I'm going to guess probably 60 to 70 acres. Mm-hmm. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And it'd be ideal for some large corporation to come in, whether it's a box store or whether it's just a, a corporation. Well, if it was a big box, um, you know, and the, you can say good and bad things about them, I get it, but it would pull even more traffic right past all the other smaller businesses because they'd have to go by there to get to them. Yeah, so. and see, and, and, and winding this. More traffic in that way, if you know, traffic meaning visibility, the better. <laughs> yeah, and, and winding up that, that part of the, of the, of the question, uh, a company like that coming in, we're going to benefit better roads, better infrastructure, because mm-hmm. they, they're going to take care of their area, of the roads, widened roads and stuff like that. Well, you can write it into the contingency plan. I'm assuming, hey, if you're going to do that, then you need to kind of fix this road going toward you, 
for half a mile in either direction or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're yeah. right on target. You're yeah, right you can, on target. Those things can all be negotiated. I mean, it's that's part that's part of coming here. If you want it, let's work together. Exactly. Yeah. And that's always wonderful when you can have a private-public partnership. Absolutely. It always tends to work better than the public trying to do it all on their own or the private sector always doing it on their that's, own. It always works better when both people win. you got to work together and you got to have it worked out where I'm going to do this in order to come there. You right. Want, you want, right. Yeah. You want you want me there? I'll do this. Right. And then there's no surprises either. That's right. You know? Absolutely. All right. We're talking with Jim Waters, the Hendersonville Ward Six Alderman, and we're going to come back with our last segment with Jim, and we've got another guest coming up this week too here on Sumner County Spotlight. We'll be back right after these messages. Well, we're back here with Jim Waters, Hendersonville Ward 6 Alderman here on Sumner County Spotlight for uh, his last segment. And, uh, Jim, we've got about 10 minutes left to shoot the breeze with you. And uh, let's talk about BOMA a little bit, the makeup of it, and and uh, if you can kind of yeah. explain okay. to everybody how it all works. Thanks, Tony. And, again, let me say before we close, I appreciate the opportunity to come. And sure, I, absolutely. I appreciate the invitation. Uh, question about BOMA. That's the Board of Mayor and Alderman. Um, BOMA consists of 12 aldermen. There's six wards. There's two aldermen to a ward. Mm-hmm. So there's 12 aldermen, and you got the mayor. So that's 13. And the old saying going, it takes seven votes to get you anything. So <laughs> if you got seven, they're going to they're gonna get it. If, I don't care how hard you work to try to get your uh Agenda across. If you if, they, if you can't get seven votes, forget it. But that don't mean you don't work. Work for it. Right. Work hard. I, I go back again to Glenbrook Shopping Center. Several years ago, when they wanted to build 297 condos at this location at Andrew Run, I fought. I fought. No, we don't need any more residential. Mm-hmm. I wanted commercial. <clears throat> Tony, I lost seven votes. So are they, um, is the makeup of uh, everybody, is it flexible or is it pretty much, is there like a hard seven and you can never get past it or is mm-hmm. it, a, I, I, I'm not familiar with it, not that we well, want to dive into all the politics <laughs> of it. But. That is that is a good question, uh, whether it's a hard seven. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't I don't want to step out of bounds, but there, you know, seven, there's seven that, that know what, what they want and uh, that's okay. That's politics. That's, right. That's well, there's po- different coalitions within a board, any board, yeah, I would imagine. That's right. You, you have that at, 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 at our Sumner County Commissioners. They have the same thing that we do. And it's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you elect a politician, and you, if you got six more that it feels the way you do, that, that's that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whether I like you or not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote against you. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it is on the board. And you can't have hard feelings, although sometimes you you, you do get kind of disgusted and kind because of because you might know the answer before you even bring up well, the question. Yeah, ninety percent. That's got to get a little frustrating. Ninety percent of the time, we know we're going to yeah. win or lose. But all, uh, all twelve of you would know that, though, right? <laughs> yeah. And the reason I said thirteen, see, the mayor he, he he's the thirteenth one mm-hmm. on, on the border, so he he votes too. But to answer your question, uh, we we have a a, a great camaraderie people on that board we've got some that's been on it for well i'm on my eighth year and we got some in it, been it for 15 some been on it for 20 you know mm-hmm. uh, that's if if there people in their wards if they want them to come and stay on that board so be it 
until you find somebody that's got a better idea. Well, I think that's important as long as everybody, and I'm sure they do, know who they work for. Absolutely. And who they represent. Absolutely. Because that's really, and when it becomes starts becoming more about you and not about your constituents, then we got an issue. Well, you know, talking about me, I, I, I look at it this way, Tony. The people of Ward 6 put me here. The people of Ward 6 can take me out. That's exactly right. That's the way right. I look yeah. at it. Yeah. So if you've got a problem and if I can't solve your problem or get some help, I'm not doing your, your yeah. job. Or at least trying. Trying. I mean, some people just want to know you're listening to them. Um, it, and they need to have their voice heard, and that's absolutely. just how the, how it works. Yes, absolutely. And it, if, uh, if I'm fortunate and my people think I've done a decent job or a good job, I, I want to give it one more spin. I, mm-hmm. want, to, I want to serve one more time. And uh, if they don't like me, uh, they could they'll, they'll tell me, but uh, yeah. I love. Well, I love. you certainly have to have thick skin at this job. You do, I'm sure. You, know? you do, especially with the social media, like you were saying. But you know, we we I say we the, the board we get it from all angles. We get it from social media. We get it from Facebook. We oh, get sure. it from emails, phone, phone calls. calls. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to just take it as it comes and don't don't. Don't get excited. Because you only really hear, well, I don't want to say only, but sometimes you only hear when something's wrong, not when something's right. Absolutely. That's it, That's it in a nutshell. If, if it's wrong, you're going, you're going to complain. You're going to let the world know it, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. If it's good, yeah, yeah, we do, we do get some. Did you guys ever make a decision, maybe collectively, that you thought was good, and then, and then you unintended consequences, and you find out later, God, that was just... Why did we do that? You know, because <laughs> everybody's human. I mean, uh, it happens. Well, no. we've been have been right more than wrong. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. We, we've got some good programs going right now. Uh, we we got a stormwater utility system going. And quickly, let me say, in in years past, if if you had a water problem coming from your neighbor, damaging your your property, and so we couldn't help you. We, we can't come on your property and, and fix it. Mm-hmm. But now, the federal government, this is a federal government, we can do that. We've got, they call it the stormwater utility. And we pay for it. Just, it's on our taxes. You and I both, we pay for it. Uh, but you're helping people that but, but see, have these problems. If you call me today about the same problem that you called me a year ago, I can come out there with the public works department Take a look at we can, it. And, we, yeah. we can look at it and probably wind up fixing your problem. Because I bet you a lot of people don't know that. You're right. So most of them probably try to handle it on their own, which is great. Well, but I, if you're if you're seeing a consistent problem year after year after year and you're unable to afford to work on it, yeah. hey, give Jim a call and, and maybe you could. It, it's a wonderful program. And, and we had to do it because the, the government gave us a, 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 a date. I think it had to be done either this year or last year, but we got it done, thank goodness, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful program. I, I can see it right now. In my ward, we're helping people, but we couldn't a year ago. So mm-hmm. that's one aspect that we all agreed on when we voted. We all knew we had to because the government said so, but we also knew we had to for our people. Right. And uh, uh, that, we've got a great police force. We've got a great fire department. Um uh, 
Now, I know you're going to ask me about crime, and I, I don't know about crime, but <laughs> we have one of the best police departments under the direction of Mickey Miller that you've ever seen. We have a great fire department personnel under the direction of Scotty Bush. And I'll add and we've this. We've had them both on our programs. So. Have you? Yeah. Great. They're great guys. And whether they've told you then or not, but I'll, I'll just sort of add this. We, we're going to have another fire hall built at Durham Farms. Really, and it's it's okay. it's it's on it's on the it's on the uh, it's on the event. It's coming. In fact, we voted last meeting for the engineer part to be to take. Right, right. But Durham Farms is growing so fast, and we have a you know you know as well as I do, fire departments have a time to respond to these fires, mm -hmm. and Durham Farms is just out in the desert. Yeah, if they have a fire. When it comes to, and we take way too long to get too long there. Plus, you got to set up. You know, it's not just getting physically there. You know, it still takes time once you're there to lay all the hoses mm -hmm. out yeah. and do all the work. So. But that's in the making. That's going to be our next fire hall in, in Durham Farms, and I'm so proud because not only is it in my ward, but it's needed out that way. Yeah. Well, Jim, we appreciate you coming on the show. It was nice getting to know you. Uh, he is the uh, alderman for Ward 6 in Hendersonville. Jim, we, we're really glad you stopped by. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate this invitation. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's Jim Waters, Hendersonville Ward 6 alderman. We're going to come back with more of Sumner County Spotlight in just a moment here on WHIN. Good morning and welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. We have our second guest today from the Senior Citizen Center. It's Executive Director Julie White. And Julie, welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad you popped in. And you had a big day this week. You had uh, uh, you were part of the, the Women in Business and at the Hendersonville Chamber. Yeah, and, the uh, Women Impacting the Community event. It was, yeah. uh, it was a room full of very, very powerful women. Mm -hmm. There were a few brave men that showed up. <laughs> well, we have to be. Because <laughs> when you're around a powerful woman, which I am, I get it. I'm fine with being the driver and the backseat guy and... <laughs> And really ugly arm candy. No problem. <laughs> well, okay, so tell us about the Senior Citizen Center. Well, we have been in Hendersonville since 1986. And um, from very humble beginnings, if I might say, we started basically with a group of people that believed we needed something for our senior citizens, a, um, programs for them to participate in, card playing, just conversations, mm -hmm. having lunch with one another, things like that. Unfortunately, we did not have a venue. Right. So they met at Hardy's and McDonald's and even at Park Place Retirement <laughs> so it Community. it whether it was organized or not. Absolutely. They formed a board of directors, and they set about the task of making it happen, and they did. And here we are in 2020, and we're still going strong. Well, that's wonderful. And um, how long have you been doing this? This is my fifth year. So you're a pro now. I Not don't know so much senior, about that. Seniors? I guess you and I are seniors. Unfortunately, so. <laughs> the government says we are at 50, so yes, we fall into that category. Oh, yeah, I got my AARP stuff in my 40s. So yeah, they, me they too, and I threw it in the trash. Early. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Although I, I was missing lots of free coffees and drinks that I didn't even know we were allowed to have. True. <laughs> of course, then you have to explain to them, no, really, I am a senior. Show is, me your driver's license. Nice, you know, like, <laughs> yes. Take it as a compliment. So uh, tell us, um, you know, kind of how your year works out. Are there, you know, I'm sure you have annual things that you guys do. and We do. Um, we have um, about $170,000 budget. As I say, everywhere I go, we do a lot on a little. 
And that is a very small budget if you look at the context of the programs that we provide and the services that we provide for our seniors in this community. For example, we have 26 health and wellness programs that help engage the body in wellness. Exercise, if you will. That's a terrible word that people don't like, but it is what it is. And if you stay active, statistics and studies have proven that you will live longer. Yeah, I don't want to date myself, but Jack Lane used to say that. Just do something. Do <laughs> exactly. something. Walking is amazing. I'm not a huge runner. Uh, walking takes longer, but, it, you know, look up. Don't look down at your phone, you know, and you can see some pretty right. amazing things. And stretching. I was always told, you know, as the older I get, I'm heading to a rather large birthday that I don't want to talk, discuss. But um, stretching, just staying flexible because, mm-hmm. you know, we get old, we get crinkly and we kind of, you know, you want to yes. stay, you want to stay loose. Well, and not to, notwithstanding the physical aspects of what we do, but we also want to engage the mind. Our tagline is strengthening mind, body, and spirit. <laughs> so we want to engage the mind. And with that in mind no pun intended, we have 14 what I call brain activity programs. And it can be anything from watching television, which we have a very large TV for them to do that with, listening to music. Music uh, engages the mind. Statistics have proven that people with dementias, when they listen to music, it opens that portal again. Mm -hmm. And and I am no – I'm no – professional on dementia or anything like that and I am certainly don't know everything about it but what I have heard and read and dealt with in our center with folks music really does open that gateway for people and it takes them back and it's amazing you can get an inaudible person and they don't speak but you put a headphone set on them and you let them listen to music and they come alive so we do those things as well as card games and dominoes well just the social aspect that and that's what i was getting at yeah the socialization of someone who is an older person an older american as we call them is huge and there are hundreds if not thousands of studies out there that have proven just that and we see it every day Monday through Friday in our center we um, have gone undergone in the last year a renovation that the city wrote a grant the, the building that we're in I need to let everyone know is, right. is owned by the city mm-hmm. the city wrote a grant and they began the work last January um, we have transformed that ugly building into it is beautiful now when you drive by it it actually has a pitched roof instead of a flat roof Mm -hmm. the paint is different the inside is different it's just it's going to be yeah absolutely we encourage that um and we are getting back to being there full time we never shut down but we had to still we yes modify things we had to modify (laughs) our classes and the times and i've told people i believe i worked harder in 2019 than i ever have in my life because we had to find homes for all of these different activities all all around town and thank you to all of the people customize the space to the things that you you know probably not everything you'd like to do but to accomplish but well, it's a brick block building, mm-hmm. and it's almost 80 years old. So we did what we could, mm-hmm. um, and we're very grateful that we're there because otherwise we would have no home. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually were able to take one room that was very underutilized and turn it into a second exercise room, which is going to help because we have, oh gosh, I think six dance classes 
line dancing, ballroom dancing, right. country western dancing. It is amazing how these older people can move. I am in awe of them. And I want to be like them when I grow up. Mm-hmm. So I, I say watching these people do what they do, it makes me tired. And I'm there with them every single day. <laughs> How many people involved uh, that you guys that, that, that take advantage of your program? We have 1,086 members. Now, they don't all come. They don't all mm-hmm. come at one time, but they are members. And They do at the big parties, I'll bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we have... We have dances, monthly dances, and what I was saying a moment ago, because of the construction and our having to um, think outside the box on where we were going to do certain activities, we um, we had a lot of people come and say, when are you going to be finished? We can't wait to get back. Because there was a lot of dust in the building. They cut through right. Brico Block to put oh, yeah. new windows in, and so... Trying to mitigate that was impossible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people chose to stay away because they couldn't breathe. A lot right. of them, you know, right. they're, they're breathing impaired. Oh, yeah. uh, and yeah. I have asthma, and it about killed me. Yeah. It, was, it was horrific. But we all survived. And now that, now that we're, re, uh, we're reopened for our normal hours, Monday through Friday, um, we are open Monday through Thursday from 9 to 3, 9 to 4, I'm sorry, and we close at 3 on Fridays. Mm-hmm. We have had a barrage of people coming in there. We're so glad okay. you're back. Hey, 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 okay. let's do. We had a dance this past Saturday. And they love the space. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And um, we had a dance this past Saturday that 60 people were attending, and that was amazing. We're going to do those monthly, the first Saturday of every month. So for those of you listening, please join us. $6 at the door. Great time had by all. So what's your biggest challenge as far as just letting everybody know that you're here and you're available? Because, you know, I think there are people that maybe – you know, aren't as social, but, you know, they don't want to just sit around and be lonely or whatever. How do you, how do you reach out to those people? A lot of it is word of mouth, neighbor to neighbor, churches, yeah. other hey, this place is cool. clubs. We had a great time. <clears throat> right. Specific activities may interest, you know, they're not going to, you're not, not every activity is going to interest every single person. Just- no, no. And, you know, we, um, I, I want to say this, we are not in competition with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a group that meets in Hendersonville and it's called the senior, uh, the CEO senior Roundtable. And there are a group of those of us who are professionals in this industry. Um, we've got, um, the Kathy Raglan is with the Y I've got a local, um, Elder Law Attorney's Office involved. We've got another lady that's on our board. We've got someone with one of the churches who's involved in their senior group and several. There's probably about 10 of us. Mm-hmm. And we are forming this. We've, we've only been meeting for a few months, and we're forming this to come up with the issues that face seniors. And there's lots of them. And in doing this, we realized we had a meeting yesterday, and I'm, that's why I'm bringing this up. Kathy and I were talking to one another, and we're not in competition with each other. Right. The why is the why. They have they encompass things for all ages, and we do not. We right. hone in on that niche set of individuals who are of a certain age, and 
all of the activities that we have are geared toward them. All right. of our exercises have been designed with them in mind. The if they've got no, no, not seniors, at all. Fine, or any other organization. No, and especially the churches. We want to right. we want to embrace each other even and work private, with each other. Uh, private businesses, sure. that, that cater to seniors. That's fine. The more the merrier. The more options, the better. I think absolutely. And there's a heck of a lot of us out there. Um, you know, so, you know, there's, there's plenty for everybody to do. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, my mom was in the baby boomer set and I am just a few years shy. We're bare, you know, we're not technically baby. Well, let's not go there. Well, I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) but they are coming of age and we've got to have a place to put these people you know, Middle Tennessee has had an explosion in population in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it is only going to become more so. And we have got to have activities for these people and places for them to go to perform these activities when they get here. Right. I have noticed that the families that move here oftentimes bring mom and dad with them or even grandmother and grandfather and then shortly thereafter the aunts and uncles come and because middle tennessee is a great place to live and hendersonville is the best city in the world in my Mm -hmm. opinion Mm -hmm. just my opinion but (laughs) um and so when they come here they don't know that there are these activities that are available and it's our job to build that awareness and you ask me that question what is the biggest challenge the biggest challenge that we face is funding for any nonprofit, I believe. Right. Um, especially child, children's services are, by and large, probably the most well-known and biggest that are out there. And people always have a heart for kids, and they donate to those organizations. Unfortunately, when it comes to senior citizens, I say this often, they are the last to get something that's given out by the government, and they're the first to have it taken away. Right. And as long as... as long but guess as, who is the first to give? It's always the seniors. They are. Because they know what it's like to not have. Maybe it's me, and I hope this is happening. It seems, and it's, again, just my opinion, that I think that's starting to turn a little, where people are paying more attention to seniors, where I hope they are. They are. Because you realize what they've done for this planet and this world and your community, and... It doesn't take you more than 10 minutes with someone to figure that out. Uh, 92-year-old uncle, barely knew him at all when I was growing up, and I realized he was that cool. I would have spent way more time with him. (laughs) I just love listening um, because they're going to save you a lot of hassles and pitfalls and and, uh, potholes to walk through in life. You know, I was fortunate... Growing up, my grandmother lived with us. We moved here to take care of my grandfather. He had been diagnosed with lung cancer, and my dad was their only child. And we moved here from Atlanta, Cartersville, actually, Georgia. And I was in the seventh grade. I was taken away from all of my friends that mm-hmm. I grew up with. And I, I knew I wasn't going to like it, but I embraced it, and I loved it, and I've made lifelong friends that I, I – I don't even talk to those people that I knew when I was right. a child because we've lost right. contact with one another. But we moved here to take care of him. And um, my grandmother taught 12, 12 grades in a one-room school in West Tennessee. She was wow. one of the first ladies to graduate, women, to graduate from the University of Tennessee when they allowed women. Because, you know, used yeah. to, women yeah. didn't have a say in a lot of things mm-hmm. back in the day. And 
She told me this often, and I have never forgot it. If you don't get out of the bed every day with the intent on learning something new, then stay in the bed. (laughs) Those were very, very wise words. Yeah. Yeah. And if we listen to our seniors, if we listen to those who have fought in wars and who have lived through depressions, they can teach us so much about humanity. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. Yeah. Boy, I'll say. So, And they need their voice, and uh, they need to be heard. So. Well, I tell you what, as long as God gives me a voice, I will be that voice for well, them. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, we're talking with Julie White, Executive Director of the Senior Citizen Center in Hendersonville, and we're going to come back with more of Sumner County Spotlight right after this here on WHIN. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning here on WHIN. We're with uh, Executive Director Julie White of the Senior Citizen Center. And uh, Julie, so what, you'd been doing this about five years, you said. What what are the activities, what has changed? Um, I'm assuming you kind of have to go in and get, get the lay of the land, and then you probably, you don't want to keep having activities nobody comes to, but then you have to create new things, and you're constantly probably looking for, for new ideas. Yes, we we have to keep their interest. Like you Mm -hmm. said, if they don't like it, they're not going to attend. They're not going to participate. We have to stay up with the times, if you will, on the the different types of activities that we offer and services. For example, um, I have uh, the wonderful privilege of us having uh, our Zumba instructor. She is in her 40s, and she's built like Barbie. She's beautiful. She's got more energy than should be allowed by law. (laughs) And she pumps those folks up, and they absolutely adore her. And we have to do things like that. And even since in the last five years, she'll come. She's a personal trainer as well. And she'll come to me, and she'll say, Julie, I've got an idea. Let's do so-and-so. And she has really revamped her whole Zumba program. I was going to say, does she, uh, you know, maybe was probably catering to a lot of younger people and now she's done this for seniors as she got a whole new it's like wow this is way different and it's I would imagine pretty gratifying for her as well oh she loves it and she'll tell you she just this part of her job is amazing her name is Chris Johnson and she's a resident here in Hendersonville and I just I'm in awe of her um her her attitude and her personality and she's just the perfect person to do what she does and she does work with all ages she works at another gym she does things at her home she does things at the center she does uh, private personal training and then she does our group fitness there and she has uh, incorporated a circuit class and it is growing by leaps and bounds and it's showing older women that you can still shape your body and be in shape and stay in shape by doing things that you don't have to be 25 to do we can make these fit you and your lifestyle Mm -hmm. and that's what we do and chris is expert at it so i'm i am just i love it and we have wonderful yoga classes we have a mat yoga class and we have chair yoga and let me tell you i laughed when i heard the word chair yoga until I took a class. Oh, it kicked my butt. I don't think people realize how hard that... I was like, are you serious right now? Because especially guys, and then they lift. Oh, yeah. But I just... The, the older I get and, and some buddies of mine, they're like, stretching is the key. Yoga is it. You have to do it. Because, you know, if you can't even lift your arm above your head, you know, and you're not going to be able to if you never do yeah. it and you never work at it. 
We have a 92, I'm not going to say her name because she'll kill me if I get it wrong and she's only 91. However, she doesn't take medication. She never has. She That's is in I'm better shape than you and I. That. Yeah. And she tells you, she literally, she, the paper has written her ups over <laughs> the course of several decades. <laughs> she didn't start taking yoga until she was in her 50s. And she attributes that to her health success. Yeah. Because she is limber and she fell and um, dislocated or broke some discs in her back and she healed. Because she was in shape. Isn't that amazing? It is so amazing. Yeah. And I, I want to be like her when I grow up, too. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> so what are the most, uh, what are some of the popular activities that you guys do? What are the most popular? Well, really everything. Because you can't be all things to all people. Right. And not everyone is going to like a dance class because they have two left feet, as they say. Or mm-hmm. they're just not into dance. And then not everyone is going to like the yoga class or the Zumba class because they don't like to exercise. Right. But some people like to just come and sit down and play cards, play a game of Remy Cube, play some word games, do dominoes, or just sit and talk. Do you guys ever uh, do any little trips? Kind yes. Of, kind of go yes, explore? Because that's fun too, you know. We do day trips. We don't have a lot of folks that are comfortable with being out at night. Mm-hmm. So if, if uh, one of the nearby senior centers in our area is taking a – you know, a day trip, a weekend trip away from here. We'll partner with them and we'll let our folks, they'll include us. But by and large, all of our trips consist of day trips. We've gone to Sounds Games. Um, we've gone to the Frist. We go to Lynchburg, to you know, Miss Bobo. around your backyard are fun. People forget. It's like, they oh, do. Yeah, you know what? I haven't been there in, you know, 20 years. I might as well, you know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we do. We've got, you know, Sumner County is, is blessed with, historical significance and um, I am a graduate of leadership Sumner program and I'd lived here half of my life before I did that and I had no idea (laughs) of the things that are why why we are who we are today Mm -hmm. because of some some tenant the state of Tennessee is the state of Tennessee because of Sumner County Wow, you know, we've got Rock yeah. Castle and all of these things, and and we and and we take trips to those places because these people didn't even know it. They'd never heard of some of this stuff when I came, and I was like, "Oh, I got to get you out." Yeah, and yeah. so our trips are—they're one of our big sellers. Um, we were fortunate that someone knew of our need and walked in and wrote us a check so that we could buy a bus. That's been about eight years ago, and uh, we could probably use a larger one. It's a 14-passenger bus. And, How great is that, though? Um, but it's awesome. It, it, we're grateful that we have it, and that Just allows that us to take those trips. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Well, you got some other things coming up. you got a, kind of a big deal coming up here, your annual chili cook-off. Yes. Yes, that is going to be on Friday the 13th of March from 11 to 2 at the Senior Center. And for those of you that don't know where we're located, our address is 197 Imperial Boulevard. We are on the same street as the post office. So if you know where the post office is, you can find us. We are featuring the different entries of folks in in and around the community that enter. It's $25. And what I tell people is... Do you, do you think your chili is good? And they'll raise their hand, and I say, then put your money where your mouth is right. and give 25 me twenty five bucks. bucks. And prove it. <laughs> Absolutely, it's only five dollars to eat. 
which is dirt cheap. And I say you have to eat lunch somewhere, so why not come eat with us and make a donation to the center because that five dollars that you're paying for lunch is actually a donation to our center. And these are not rookie chili cookers either. No, we've got an alderman that got unseated last year, and he was very, very, very distraught because so he his, made everything super hot <laughs> uh, his it's really good but we had another young man who came in and his the judges said his was just a little bit better so you know i challenge you folks out there if you can cook chili then please bring it uh, come and see us stop by the center for an application and uh bring your money we'll and you absolutely uh you can reach us at um 615-822-8758 or my email address is julie.schi at comcast.net. Cool. Um, so what else you got in the hopper? What else is exciting that's coming up? Well, we were fortunate last year to uh, be taken under the umbrella of Holiday Fest. Mm-hmm. And we have, a, we have a signature event that we had in October of last year that we raised $5,000 for a first-year event. That's amazing because... Everything was paid for, and that was $5,000 to us. That's wonderful. And it's called A Night in Monte Carlo, and it was oh so boy, much fun. Oh, be fun. The Clarendale <laughs> of, at Indian Lake was the venue sponsor, and the Hearth was the food sponsor. And let me tell well, you that— it must that, have been good because we've heard of this already. Well, year. and guess you what? Know, the word kind of got out. It is. We have people saying, oh, man, I wish I had gone. Well, I tried to tell you. But <laughs> anyway, um, this year's event is going to be held on September the 19th. We moved it out of October because we were competing. October in this area is the month of all of the festivals for the fall yeah. and not to mention football, college football, and also people's Halloween parties. And I had personal, I had 30 personal friends who could not come because they were either hosting a party on that same night or they had already committed. And I understand that. So we sat down, the committee sat down, and we decided we need to move it to a less busy time. And we looked at the calendar. It's still beautiful out. It is. You know. and, and and I called Barry Young at the Visitors uh, and Convention Bureau here in, uh, in Gallatin. And I said, hey, what have you got on the calendar? And he said, girl, you're wide open. Go for it. So um, I feel like that is going to be a great night for our event. And I'm so looking forward to it. And I hope you all are too. How many people came to the first one? I think they said we had over 200 people there. Yeah. For a first-time event, that's unbelievable. And we had the Hoffman Band. They are amazing, if you've never heard them. And they will be back this year. And we had, um, we were asked by Clarendale, well, since this is their home, would you allow some of the residents? And we were like, absolutely. They can eat with us and drink with us and party with us. And they... Those sweet people were up until after 11 o'clock that night, just <laughs> dancing the night away. It was just so joyous to watch this. Yeah, that's And cool. that's, that really is why I do what I yeah, do. I was going to ask you, what led you to this? Well, as I told Randy, it was a God thing. And I believe that. I believe God knew I needed them as much as they needed me. And I'm by no means do I think I know everything because I've got a lot to learn still. But I have a heart for this. And well, I mean, here it is that, you know, I don't want to get all mushy, but I mean, thank God for people like you, because you're right. It's, you know, not that kids are, you know, uh, they're easy to raise money for. God love them. They're awesome. But, you know, seniors get forgotten. It's just do. the way it is. It's just the way it is. I and hope you, that that's changing, but 
I, am, I hope I am so. I'm sure glad there's people out there that care. Well, you know, what I say about our seniors is, especially if I am in a an, an assembly, a group, a, a, some kind of networking event, it's because of those people that we are allowed to do what we do today because they blazed the trails. Yeah. They fought the wars. They gave us our freedoms. And I'm telling you one thing. If, if you don't appreciate them when they're gone, you'll be kicking yourself that you didn't spend more time with them. Absolutely. I know I certainly, there's not somebody alive who hasn't lost a parent that wishes, you know, he just wanted to go to Burger King and I was too busy and just that. And the, the one hour lunch. Yeah. Sometimes it can take three, but if you go in that with a right mindset, look, I'm going to take my uncle to lunch. It's going to be an hour. It's going to be 30 minutes for him to get ready. It's going to be another 30 or 40 after that. Then I got to take him to therapy or what? Just carve it out and enjoy it. Absolutely. It's worth it. And I think seniors in large part are there to slow us down and appreciate what's going on around us. I and agree. if you, if you walk away with nothing else, but that, that's a big deal. It is. We, we also honor our veterans. We have many, many veteran members and spouses and every year we weren't late we weren't able to do it last year due to the construction but every year we have begun having our annual veteran celebration and we have a dinner that celebrates them and they and it's free for them if they if they want to yes we encourage that to to wear their uniforms so cool we 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 get sponsors that generally pays for everything oh god and the senior the i'm sorry not the seniors but the veterans are free Everyone else is asked to pay whatever mm-hmm. the, the charge is, but we have a wonderful caterer that does it every year, and he asks that he's able to do it every year because he does it for the love. And you don't even have a relative or anybody that's a veteran in your family go anyway, just to appreciate it, say thank you. Absolutely, I'm sure it's an amazing night. It is around Veterans Day every year, so stay tuned. We will let you know when it will be yeah, this cool. year. Well, you got a lot going on. You know we do. <laughs> like I said, we do a lot with a little. All right. One more time, how to contact you at Senior Citizen Center. Um, okay. My name is Julie White, and it is Julie, J-U-L-I-E, dot S-C-H-I at Comcast.net or 615-822-8758. And remember, we are embarking on rebranding our center, so stay tuned for the new name and the new logo and the new website. (laughs) No, we we want people to know because that way that's the only way that we're gonna get the word out is if we get the word out. We are gonna have an an ribbon cutting with the chamber and we will have an unveiling and there are gonna be a lot of dignitaries there and a lot of just regular folks like you and me too. So I'm really looking forward to it. Look for that to come sometime in the summer. Wonderful. Julie, thanks for spending the time with us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Julie White, Executive Director of Senior Citizen Center. And that wraps up another Sumner County Spotlight for this Sunday morning. We appreciate you joining us. And we will see you back here next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. with the uh, help of FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and myfmbank.com. That's the program, Sumner County Spotlight for today. We'll see you next week. Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.